Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We are a day late. We had some things going on um, that we were not able to record our typical Thursday episode. Um, Jamal going to see John Wick 3 per Bellum, I think it's called. Yes. And um, just give us a quick uh, uh, a quick reaction uh, to that really fast. If you don't like the second one, don't see, you won't see the third one. If you did like the second one, it keeps you guessing and keeps you guessing again. And also, just to put it out there, John Wick or the motherfucking horse. That is all. <laughs> out of, one through five, what would you give it real quick? Uh, four out of five. Four out of five. Good, good, good. Yeah, check that out. That that releases in theaters next Friday as this yep. is um, May 10th. Um, again, a day late for my typical Thursday episode. But um, I'm here with Jamal. Um, welcome back as... Um, as he's always excursion around the world. And I'm also here with, uh, you know, the guy, Hot Take Hill Will. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on? What's going on? It's been, been a wild week, a bit of a wild card week. So we're a day late. I think we're kind of going to have a, a wild card of topics this week to kind of <laughs> bounce around through to, to keep us guessing. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so let's get into it. Um, in the world of wrestling, there has been a, a bunch of things floating around. I have to apologize that I have only had my ear to certain things because I was out of town myself, so I wasn't able to watch a weekly televised programming. But I will say this. Um, stay tuned for our uh, our next episode on Flaming Hot Topic because you have to know, for the people that's reached out to me about us asking about what we're going to do it, Laura Sullivan will be on that next episode as we will give our reactions, thoughts to the whole Pradakal the whole Reddit uh, leak. Uh, ongoing saga. Yeah, yeah. And I think it kind of works out that we haven't done it yet because it's very much still a developing story, yeah. even even today. So it might work out for the best that we let this bubble a little bit longer before we dive into Mr. Lars Sullivan and his uh, antics. That's right. And if anybody's ever been a fan of our Flaming Hot Topic series, that's when we pick one topic and we just let it loose. We we give our full blown no holds ball reaction to it as it is well fitting for the candidate for that flaming hot topic and we're just giving you a sneak peek now letting you know that law solomon will be on that episode so you want to stay tuned for that before our weekly episode too we got a lot of things we're going to cover um in the world of wrestling in a short period of time we're going to make this episode short and sweet because we're all day late and we want to enjoy our friday so um let's dive right into it um so i do know from the news that's come about on Raw and SmackDown from this past uh, Monday and Tuesday, that maybe the Superstar Shakeup isn't a thing anymore because they got this. What are they calling it now? Will <laughs> it's the Wild Card Rule that <laughs> that Vince busted out with on Raw and had going on with SmackDown also. And uh, I don't even think the old man knows what the heck it really is because he was tripping up all over it when he was trying to <laughs> explain it. And I, heck, I had people coming in my mentions this week on my Twitter asking me if I knew exactly what it was. And I was just kind of like, well, this is what I think it is, <laughs> but I think this could easily change by the time we get to next week. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so to break it down, like get, get us up to date on this. What, uh, what, what is it? Uh, all right. Well, well, here's, here's what happened. Let, let me break it out how it happened. So Vince came out at the beginning of raw to address, uh, Roman Reigns was supposed to show up on Raw. And, of course, he is now a SmackDown talent now. And over the weekend on WWE social media, they were saying, you know, that Roman Reigns cannot show up on, on Raw. We are not approving this move. So Vince came out to start the show, and then Roman Reigns came out, and he was essentially just like, the big dog can go wherever he wants. And Vince suddenly changes his tune right on the fly and is just like, I like this idea. What if other people could come from SmackDown to Raw? And people could go from Raw to SmackDown. What if it was a wild card thing? And it happened every week. And it's just like, they acted it like it was just an idea that just happened on the spot. That just <laughs> was thrown out there. So the long and short of it is 
Soon as they got into that, the next thing you know, AJ Styles showed up. And then also Daniel Bryan. So they had three people from uh, SmackDown show up on Raw. And that was kind of how Vince put it, that what if three people could show up and just appear on the show? He made mention of them being invited. Who knows if that's really the case? I mean, I think they don't really know what they're doing with it yet. But the long and short of it was three to four people, because Lars Sullivan also showed up later, speaking of Lars Sullivan. So he showed up too. And they just said three to four people. They made mention of them being invited, but being it's week one and WWE is just throwing things at the wall to see what will stick. Don't hold me to anything that I am saying here, because I'm sure the old man is just going to, you know, do whatever he wants next week with this. (laughs) So that's what happened this week with the wild card rule. (laughs) Mm, So I'm just going to say for starters, this screens the Fox deal all over it to me. Mm-hmm. This no. is a this is a legitimate way for for Fox to be able to pull and use the superstars that they want for their weekly uh, television programming to make sure. I mean, I know that a lot of people are putting so much emphasis on viewers and viewership and it mm-hmm. being down and stuff like that. And we all know that Fox is it should be the, the savior for this uh, for this problem. But I feel like with the shakeup. Um, and the way how the shakeup was done resulted in the way that Fox felt like it would it would sit there, it would fit their infrastructure, and I think this only just doubles down on it just in case as a reassurance plan, more of a contingency plan for injuries or anything that may be. So it sounds hella silly, but I think this predominantly is, is something that has to do with the Fox plan. I think you're giving Fox too much credit. Okay. Like, honestly, I, I really, I really do, because it's not like uh, Fox. I, I'm willing to bet money that even though they have an idea of what sells on television and how to market, mm-hmm. they're not scripting shows. I don't think like Rupert Murdoch is coming to like Stanford, Connecticut, and, like, hey, let me see that script. This is what <laughs> it's going to change. Well, if you want it to air on Fox TV, okay. Um, I, I think that this is what we, what I said before a couple months ago, is that um. They don't know what the hell they're doing until SummerSlam. They, they're, this is what they, they're just going to pad and wait it out the summer. They're, they're, it's the post-WrestleMania slump. It's the closest thing that we have to an offseason. And that's why they move. What, when is Money in the Bank? In June? Next week. Oh, God, really? Yeah, they, um, moved, they moved it this year. It used to be June. Now it's okay. this, this year. It's, it's going to be next week. Well, that's even May. worse. <laughs> because now we have Money in the Bank coming next week, apparently. And then that gives us what eight weeks until SummerSlam or something like that. So I mean, this and and then that's just August. That's early August. Um, yeah, that's three months from now, August tenth, that weekend. And then on top of that, you have another two months until the Fox deal, which is middle of October. And you really think that Fox is put is sowing the seeds now to set them up for SmackDown six months in advance? I'd be damn surprised if they did because WWE. In the past five years, have not thought out anything that long, except The Rock booking his own WrestleMania match in a, a year in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in the days following um, Raw, where it just was thrown out, you know, out of nowhere, no one saw this coming. It was rumored and reported on various sites that um, that this was in response to obviously in response to the ratings, and there was talk that the folks at USA. We're like, well, these ratings are going down, and uh, why, why, why did Roman Reigns go to SmackDown then when he was our guy? You know, I guess with the idea that they're looking ahead to the Fox deal, and that Roman Reigns would be on the blue side and not on the red side. So whether that's playing into it or not, I don't know. I think it was, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, like I said, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. It was the first time we saw Daniel Bryan since WrestleMania. And Roman Reigns are who they had flip sides for the week. So they definitely went with big names with star power as far as like, you know, who they can move over. It wasn't like they went out there and they're like, okay, uh, we're just going to bring out, um, let's see, uh, we can bring someone from SmackDown. Here's uh, Prince Pretty. Bring him out here. You know, no, no, they went with names. They went with okay. like as best as they could possibly go. Now, I think the interesting question will be come this week. What are they going to do this week with it? Will it be more of, you know, the bigger names? Will it be some mid-card guys. I mean, you know, what, what are they going to do with it? But I think 
I like I said from the beginning, I don't think they know what they're doing with it. I think they were looking for anything they could do to, you know, get some attention, to draw some, to make some. The thing I think it obviously it creates is it creates unpredictability as far as, you know, the show on a week to week basis. This is not like they're saying the same people are going to show up every week. So I like that aspect of it, but I don't know. It's like, I think they're, I think they are literally just grasping at straws right now for anything to kind of like get some attention to them and maybe like hook some people to, to watch the show. And yeah. I mean, it's an, it's an idea, but it's nothing, you know, it's nothing like, Oh my God, it's nothing that exciting. It's like, okay, some SmackDown people might show up on Monday as opposed to Tuesday. It's like, it's still same people, you know, we know that, but like, <laughs> but the executives don't know that. And, and that's, that's kind of the thing. It's not like they're going, Oh my God, why are, uh, you know, it's like a, a, any other sports league. Like Kansas City's playing in Detroit. That's never happened, except it happens every like three or four years, right? Because of scheduling. So you, it's not as much as big of a deal as it is. The bigger overarching issue, the elephant in the room, is WWE and their lack of actual stars, not talent, but stars. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they don't have people that we know that are stars, but for whatever reason. They're obviously not clicking with the mainstream audience outside of a Roman Reigns, outside of maybe an, an AJ Styles, to a lesser extent of Finn Balor, uh, to, down the line as a Seth Rollins. And I'm not saying that those guys shouldn't be bigger than they are. And I'm not even saying that any of those guys would be like Attitude Era household names. They would not. But realistically, WWE has a lack of star power, that and that is a, a, you know, a different problem for a different topic for a different day. But right now, as it relates to their next biggest show, which is SummerSlam, I like Money in the Bank. Honestly, it's never going to be one of the big five, big four for me. But especially since they pigeonhole themselves with giving, uh, you know, two belts to um, Becky Lynch. And, you know, Balor is going to walk away with, you know, a couple extra belt. And I think, honestly, they're just setting themselves up for SummerSlam. So... The one thing I don't agree with here is that when you talk about WWE having stars, the lack of stars, well, what's the adequate number of stars? Because, like, when you think about in the world of combat sports, more than one, they they do have more than one, and and you know, no matter how we view it, they do have more than one, and um, it's more than anybody else in any other combat sports. I mean, when you look at boxing, um, to the uncasual boxing fan, I mean. I would think Canelo Alvarez is a popular name out there. Um, and Mayweather is a name who's retired, but everyone still, you know, count him as their, as a top star. But, you know, other than that, and Dante Wilder, you know, and maybe you guys don't even know who those names are. You know, I have no big... idea. Who, I only know Mayweather because he hit Big Show in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. In Boston, Canelo Alvarez is a big name. Triple G is a big name. Um and Dante Wilder is a big name, a big right. flashy, sexy name. So those and are stars. You look at UFC. You look at UFC. UFC has John Jones, DC, uh, 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 Conor McGregor, um, Amanda Nunes, maybe for the women's division, and and then even in Bellator, um, you have Demetrius Johnson, um, who was the I think he's a big star, but even UFC didn't even value him, and he said, "I'm gonna go to Bellator because I think they they." They made but, you, but you can do that with every sport, though. I can name rugby stars that would get mobbed in Australia. I, know, I can name hockey right. stars that would that would serve you a cup of coffee. You wouldn't know who they were. But, but, but I'm saying the WWE, the only guy like that is Roman Reigns. No, but that's my point. When I name these WWE names, I think these names go across the board. Like I think in every sport, everyone knows a Charlotte Flair or a Ronda Rousey or a Brock Lesnar. So I think they are amongst the highest in having stars. For sure. Okay. So so let's so Brock's not there. Ronda's Brock, not there. Brock is Brock Ronda, come on now. Ronda is the biggest combat sports star outside of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. I, I said Ronda's not there. No, I, she, I don't care she, who she is. Oh, yeah. She, no, 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 no. She's she's there. She's I mean, she's still employed by them. That still makes them a property of theirs. She's a part of TV. Yeah. Since it's WrestleMania, she hasn't been around. Yeah, but right. So so Ronda's on FMLA. Brock's yeah. on FMLA, and, <laughs> and, the, and the bottom line is, is that if they're not selling merch, they're not there. 
Yeah, well, they, uh, they are selling merch. I mean, their merch is still there. They're not gone. They're not. No, I mean, I mean, physically selling it by being on TV. Yeah, I mean, even still, Stone Cold still sells. DX still sells. They're not on TV. So, I, okay, so you're telling me that Steve Austin, his name carries the same weight in the entertainment world as it does in 1999? No, but no. It, still, it still has a legitimate weight. I mean, the comparison there is Tupac to Tupac now. You say Tupac, everyone still knows who he is. Not me, he's the most popular rapper, but everyone knows who he is. Stone because Cold. he died. I mean, Stone. I don't think Tupac would be half as popular if, if he didn't die. That's if argument. he wasn't murdered. That's an argu argument for another time. But right, so my, so, but my, my point is, though, is that even still, the people that you named, okay, fine. If you really want to say Ronda Rousey, who currently isn't on TV, mm -hmm. and Brock Lesnar, who currently isn't on TV, well, that it doesn't matter if they're if how big they are if they're not bringing in ratings because they're not on TV, and that's what yeah. we're talking about. I just, so, the, so the the big guy, the guy that's actually transcending wrestling, and that's what mm -hmm. I mean by like a star. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns will be in the Fast and the Furious movie, which will be one of the bigger movies of the summer because yeah. all that movie franchise does is yeah. make a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm saying, like, yeah, on, on that level, I don't know why, but Roman Reigns is becoming that guy for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, he's dedicated to the sport. He has no outside. I mean, the Fast and Furious thing is obviously an opportunity. Well, I mean, it's because hooked him up, let's be honest. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you talk about building a brand around somebody, you do have to say, like, well, who's the young cat that I can keep for the longevity and, and build my brand around? I mean, legitimately. Okay, so let, me, let me ask you this, and I think this better encapsulate my point. Mm -hmm. Who are their champions now? I honestly don't know. Yeah. So go Seth, ahead and fill me in. Seth. Um, uh -huh. Becky Two Belt. Sure. Um, Kofi. Kofi. Yep. And Finn. And sure. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, yep. And, oh, right. that's the okay. big ones. Yeah, then yeah. the tag titles and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so out of those guys that you named, mm -hmm. aside from Roman Reigns, who's like starting to come into his own finally, mm -hmm. which one of those people would you start a wrestling business around? Who would you want to be the face of that of that business? I mean, Roman's the Roman's the no, 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 we can't count Roman. Okay. We already put him in a separate category. Yeah. Of the people that are your champions now. Because they're your champions, because you need them to be visible. They're the representatives of your brand. They're the champions. Yeah, I mean... So who, which one of those guys, of the individual champ or ladies, um, yeah. which one of those people do you build your company around? And I'm not saying that there's not a right answer. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that the, the it's a, it's more of a toss-up yeah. than it should be, except some more Joe. I, yeah. you know, I, I just don't think he's that, that guy, he, mostly because he's an actual good heel. But the real is, is that I don't see any of the people that you named as champions, as much as we respect them all for their craft, as a person that transcends wrestling. That, that's what I'm saying. And that, that lack of star power, that transcend, uh, transcendation of wrestling is what WWE needs. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, a mat it's a matter of they're having to work with the cards they have in their hand right now. Which that's, isn't a bad deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of, of those names, as far as the people who have the belts now, Becky's probably the best thing they got, but I will absolutely say Becky is not like a mainstream celebrity. She's hot as far as wrestling goes, but outside of that, I don't think people know who she is. And neither is Balor, and neither is Kofi, and neither yep. is uh, Samoa Joe, and neither is AJ Styles. Possibly Rollins, but probably not. Of, yeah. of, of, of what they currently have, Roman is the closest thing they have to that, but he's absolutely... I mean, and before him, the best person they had in that role as far as most mainstream know was john cena and no one's <laughs> close no one is close to that level right now as far as just a known person yep. outside yeah. of the bubble so like it so is. like if you want to say it was you know hulk hogan then you're steve austin the rock right. split those two yeah then you're cena for a long ass time yep. and then maybe possibly at a distance uh in another galaxy somewhere far far away is roman reigns just starting out transcending wrestling. He's just starting to scratch that level. I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. And I, but that's why I'm saying, like, but he's the only one coming close to the top of the glass ceiling, yeah. transcending wrestling to break through. And no one else is close to him right now. Yeah. Without and that's Ronda a problem. There, that, yeah, without Ronda there, that's absolutely the case. Without Ronda, Ronda and Brock there, yeah. that's, that's a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can't say, like, well, the ratings are down. Well, the writing's trash. The wrestling is worse, uh, and, and then there's no like legit star power transcending wrestling. Oh yeah, people aren't watching anymore. 
and and then that's not even that plus the competition of everything else there is to do in the world and how fractured people's attention spans are and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they WWE will always have an excuse for ratings. You know, well, it's a Super Bowl. It's March Madness. It's the presidential blah, blah, blah. It's Memorial Day, which is always on a Monday. When when Money in the Bank happens and it goes up against the final episode of Game of Thrones. Great (laughs) scheduling there. (laughs) Right. So so it's always going to be something. But the thing is, is that you take all of that stuff away. Mm -hmm. What do you really have? And you have a bunch of good eggs, but no actual cream rising to the top. Mm Mm-hmm. Outside of, and it pains me to say this, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I and, and, I, the and, honesty. I, and I get your point. So I do apologize because I think my point was off screwed. And when you say they did not have um, stars, they do have stars, but you are absolutely right. And, and yeah, there's, of course, there's, uh, there's four kings in the deck, but if none of them are in your hand, what are you going to do? Right. So, yeah, yeah we're not go. talking about the, the casual wrestler fans. We're here. Yeah. And as much as we bitch about WWE and every other podcast dude talking about the war on Ronald War Cooler, Reddit post or whatever, bitches about WWE, you know what they're doing. <laughs> we know exactly what they're doing. I, I mean, you guys know what they're doing. I, I don't. But the thing like, still remains is that we're not as far removed from WWE as we like to think that we are. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're so we're right. just waiting for that, like, star to bring... We, we're waiting for, like, the wrestling to come back. Yeah. But what I, the mainstream audience is waiting for, that next John Cena. Let, let me ask you a question. How do we know a star in the making as being wrestling fans? How do we know? Because anybody can get consistency. A the Miz, the Miz got TV deal. Um, he has his movies. No matter. If you, I mean, to be fair though, the Miz, the Miz got a TV deal within the umbrella of WWE that's produced by WWE yeah. on a network that's owned by NBC. Okay, let me still. He's he's a reality TV star, which is obviously you know puts him at like a B a B C level celebrity. It's a B plus because he's been renewed, and we know that plenty of good shows have been canceled for no reason. So I'm going to give it a B plus because it has survived. Yeah, I will say that, and it is next to another popular show, and Chris Lee knows best. So I think that. You know, it's easily right. say put this. So, guy so, so your the point remains is that you just compare the Miz show to Grizzlies Knows Best as super, superiority on that network. No, 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 no. I'm just saying <laughs> in the fact of just, like, what? How do we know a star? Because he he has the he has the in ring career where we we can say first ballot Hall of Fame, as silly sounds like to say, and he has the TV deal, he has the movies, but we don't ever consider him that next big star. So, what I want to know from you guys, because I don't I honestly don't have an answer here. Is how do we know when the stars in the making right in our face? A, a star that transcends out of the casual wrestling fan. When other cat, when casual wrestling, when uh, super casual wrestling fans or non wrestling fans go, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Okay. It has to get outside the bubble. Okay. And, because and, because and, people and think, know the Undertaker. Yeah. But they may not. But they know him because of the gimmick. Mm-hmm. They don't know or care about what he's done. Yeah, but I know that my mother, who's not a wrestling fan, and only took me because I was a kid and begged her to go, was like, "Oh, I can stare at the Rock all day, but I don't know what a mankind is, and I never want to see his face again." Right, <laughs> right. It, it's, it's it's when they get outside the bubble and they're recognized parents. by people outside the bubble. Now that's going to be one of those things that's going to be interesting this fall when the Fox deal happens, because so much of that has been pushed with the idea that they're going to get exposure during the NFL games on right. Thursday night. And that's going to be the key. If Roman shows up on an NFL game and gets a reaction, then he's becoming a star. If he walks into a stadium there and people know who he is. Well, see, that's, that's the thing, though. Two questions, two questions real quick. Roman Reigns right. in the Fast and Furious movie. Do you think he has a, a, a prominent role in there? Well, he's in the trailer. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that is seems, a big. Thing. It seems like he has a pretty good. Thing. It seems like he has a pretty good chunk of screen time. Do you, I mean? It, but but it's the thing. Like they don't mention his name on the poster. They don't mention his name in, in the uh, in the trailer. But yeah, he's, he, he is featured. Yeah. as a, a member as a cast member with lines. Yeah. So he's not like just an extra. He is getting a check from the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, he, the trailer definitely looks like he's getting ready for battle. He is right next to the rock, and it seems like there is a relationship. Maybe his brother. They are family of some sort. Yeah. But he is definitely not an actor. So there's gonna I be a, there's gonna be at least one portion of the movie that he's has a decent chunk of being involved in. Okay, it looks like so. And, and honestly, like as as far as like 
you know, Joe Annoy the person, um, seems like a really cool dude. Like, hearing him speak candidly about things, off-the-cuff remarks in interviews and stuff like that, I really want more of that guy in the ring. Okay. Because, honestly, his wrestling is as good as Hulk Hogan's as John Cena's is. Oh, yeah. So, so, we not, so we can't even really fault him on that. It's just that the bullshit is, is that, you know, he's Vince's golden boy, and there's the resentment. But honestly, the guy is a, is a chill dude. So why not just let that shine? And he can still be a face. And he looks good in the suit. And he can sell your product. Just let him do that instead of making him, you know, the indestructible guy, Superman punching, you know, Jesus. And I'm like, like, let's, he's already, he's already the guy. Let him be the guy. And that's another thing, too. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's 50% luck, 20% skill, uh, you know, 50, uh, 30% who you know. Yeah. Because we're not saying that Roman Reigns doesn't have the skill. He can do the work, but he's not Dean Malenko. Right. It's lucky because he came in just after John Cena and just before somebody else that's, down to, that's bound to take his place. And then it's also who you know because, you know, The Rock. So there's that. Yeah, just just for the record too. Um, all the people that think Jamal hates Roman Reigns, that I that do. Is, that is true. That's, <laughs> That's absolutely true. true. And I and he and and, and he specifies he hates. Listen closely, there. He's a literal guy. So like, it's, with a fiery passion. Yeah, can't stand it, him. Exactly. Um, but I got to be honest though. I mean, it, 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 but I got to be honest about the reality of the situation, and the situation is is that it it would be ignorant of me to say that. Roman Reigns isn't a star in the making that will transcend wrestling if he continues on this current path. And however he gets there is what it is what it is. Because if my cousin could hook me up in like a $500 million movie, then hell, I'm going to do it too. Yeah, you can't, you can't fault him for that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, that's, that's fine. Take what opportunities you can get. Yeah, okay. Do, do, you think, do you think that is the, is the Rock really just that powerful? He, yes. I mean, when you think about, I was, I, I'm like, this is something that I really strongly believe in my heart. Talking about Fast and Furious, if Paul Walker had never died, um, The Rock would have died in that Fast and the Furious movie. I think it was seven, uh, where he kind of fell out the building, and Jason Statham was getting developed as the next big bad guy. And when you think about most movie budgets, that when you have some of these big names that you have to pay, that you can't have everybody on the team, so you you have to cut some people. So. If you notice how that movie structured, The Rock wasn't in the movie, but in the beginning and at the end. And the end, obviously, is what you can shoot. And, you know, once you figure out how you're going to conclude the movie. And once Paul Walker death was in the middle of uh, was within the middle of production, The Rock was uh, was brought back. And since then, he has his own franchise now or his own uh, uh, spinoff now with Jason Statham in it. And not well, only that just the, makes sense considering how the original franchise went. Yeah, 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 right. And it's just that you see how like he comes in the franchise and he takes over. And now that he's taken over, he's calling shots and like yeah, to have his nephew and even there's probably more of his family members in that scene that we don't even know about. Uh, honestly, that entire scene of Samoa, they're all cousins. And, and that's <laughs> that's I mean that's a that's something you just don't get nowadays. I mean most the producers do it. The producers put their families in it. But you rarely see an actor say, yeah, I need all my family members in this scene. And this is how it's going to be. And that's that just speaks a lot. That that speaks a lot to who he is. I, I can't believe that. And it's funny to me that people were saying that they thought that Roman Reigns and The Rock was going to have a WrestleMania match this year. But since Roman got sick, they decided to go another way. Excuse me. This let, movie let, me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let me cut in and ask you this real quick. Uh, the Rock, his movie Gross. Give me, mm-hmm. give me, give me that, give me the guess of that number. I have the number in front of me. How much he makes? He made how much? Top. How much his movies have made? I don't know how much his movie Monster made, but number. I know he made the top Monster of the last year. I think he was a one hundred and twenty million on the Forbes last year. Either well, that so that, that's his that's his personal net, like, net worth. Yeah, um, and he was like in the Forbes fifty or something like that in the top five or number one or whatever. But I, I his mean, movies. I, I mean, date, if you're going to count Fast and the Furious 7, which is probably within like the, I know it's in the top 10 of all time gross, it, gross it's, movies. It's definitely like, not in the top 10 of all time gross movies. That's it, insane. It, yes, it is. The one with absolutely is not. Fast and the Furious 7 of all uh, time? Fur- Furious 7 only grossed $353 million. Then the sixth end, whatever the last one that Paul Walker was in, that is in the top 10 of highest gross movies, period. I, for okay. I, I, I'll, I'll print it. I'll email you where you're wrong. Um, 
that because that that's just that's woefully untrue. Um, so the Rock's movies have grossed three point four billion dollars. Like I movies that he's it. movies that he's been in, mm-hmm. and that's the level that I'm talking about when you're talking about transcending wrestling. And even Steve Austin, who has done some movies, he had his little reality show, game show, you know, thing going on. Did the yeah. podcast thing? I think he may still be doing that. Just, just, I'm not saying that Steve Austin doesn't make money, and I'm not yeah. saying that this shirt doesn't like define an industry or an era of an industry. That is true. But yeah. he's not The Rock. Yeah, Stone he's Cold, not John Cena. Stone Cold's yeah. money is wrestling money, yeah. and then, I mean the closest comparison would be Hulk Hogan in the '80s, and Hogan was never at that level. Hogan didn't become Stallone. You know, right. Stallone. Hogan was in the Stallone movies. But but he never became Stallone himself. So, right. I mean, it's more that's a level of fame and a level of success in Hollywood that none of these wrestlers have done before. So, it's, it's on right. another level. That's right. legit Hollywood star shit. Just, you just, know? just two things, real quick. Series seven made 1.5 million, which makes it number eight on the list. That is under Avatar, Endgame, Titanic, Star Wars. Oh, you mean worldwide? Yeah. What else are we talking about? I said all America. Time. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about America. All time worldwide. Yeah, it makes seven. Um, it's it's I'm excuse me. Seven is number eight, and that's right above Age of Ultron, uh, and right under Avengers. So right right between the Marvel gist. So you know, maybe it's a rock thing, maybe it's a Paul Walker definitely wanted to see how the tribute was done. But like again, yeah, again, like yeah, the rock is a star transcendent above wrestling in its own. And when you talk about the next person, Roman Reigns in this next Fast and the Furious movie has the recipe to do that. Because considering that not only did he get a spinoff, but a spinoff isn't a one-off. This is going well, to be a But that's movie. his big push, though. And it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to, to that. This, this, this is when The Rock got the first role in The Scorpion King. It's the what? Yeah, that's the first, Absolutely. you know, this is the first step. It's the first step. And then where it goes from here, we we wait and we see. I just yeah. don't know the mummy because it was first it was the mummy. Then he got to be the yeah, story. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly. That's when he got the spinoff. That's so exactly this is right. this is Roman Reigns getting the role in the mummy. Yeah. So there you and, go. And, and 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 it is for it. Not only does the movie have to make the numbers that it will make it may it will make substantial money, period, because everyone's intrigued to see how the first spinoff's going to be. And you have two good stars. I mean, Jason Statham's going to kill overseas regardless, and the rock is going to kill here regardless. Um Yes, it is. I think Roman Reigns will have a really prominent role in it, and we'll we'll see where it goes for. It's just funny to the point I was going to make earlier that people were thinking that, and you know, this is the internet wrestling community saying that they originally that they were going to put Roman Reigns versus uh versus The Rock for WrestleMania before he got sick. But like this movie was in the making before that was going to happen. You think that Universal was going to let their two top stars go against in a, their biggest Super Bowl? As enemies against each other, when he's bo- guess who owns Universal, Comcast, NBC. Yeah. Yep. So I think you know all of that stuff. You know, feeds into the same two or three pockets. Yeah, and I think any press is definitely good press when it comes to you know that that level of star power. So I don't think that that would have been so far out of the way to say like, oh, well, we're going to have you know, uh, that happened, but they weren't officially promoting the movie yet in like that huge way. I mean, it was yeah. like okay. the Super Bowl thing happened and then uh, WrestleMania happened shortly thereafter. But now we're coming into it where the bigger movies of the summer are coming out. And now Romans, Avengers got released on 4,600 screens. Fast and the Furious was a trailer when Avengers got released. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that means that in the largest opening of all time, Roman Reigns was seen on nearly 5,000 screens yeah. across the U uh, across the U S yeah. Let, that's never happened before. Let me ask the question since we're kind of like getting short on time. And Charlotte Flair is, I believe, the, the counterpart to Roman Reigns here. Charlotte Andrade, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Andrade, Andrade Flair is going to be his name for the end of this. Um, do you think legitimately that she, uh, I think she's the counterpart for the next big star as far as being a woman in WWE or just a star, period, regardless of woman or not. Uh, with the the the, um, the heritage of being a flair, and obviously she's been the main event in each one, um, and um, she's she's been on each WrestleMania, and you know she has all the accolades and so forth. Do you think Charlotte is that person? Could be that person? And what's if not? If you, I mean, if if you don't think Charlotte's that person now, what gets her to the next level? She's got to do something outside of wrestling. 
to get into that next position. I think part of what they tried to do at WrestleMania, we talked about it when we broke down the WrestleMania deal, is they wanted to make sure she was in there with Ronda Rousey so that people tuning in to see the women main event WrestleMania would see her in there. Like, like we talked about when uh, that match was going down, I think a large part of the marketing of that match was they wanted to be able to do for casuals, the idea of like, for people who don't know who anyone is, it'd be like, Oh, did you hear Ronda Rousey's going to fight Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. And they were selling it on that at this point to the casuals who probably don't know much about, you know, what's currently going on in WWE. I think she's still, Oh yeah. Ric Flair's daughter wrestles. But I think yeah. they still don't even know her as Charlotte. She's yeah. got to do something outside of this to get that exposure to where it becomes not just Ric Flair's daughter; it becomes Charlotte. Well, what, what what do you want? What, what would you like? What would you see is a is a is a feasible plan here? What, 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 give us a. a I, don't, I don't think you can. That's something you can plan. Again, okay. we're not we're not talking. We're talking about what makes a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people make you a star. It, it's something sure. that organic has to happen. Uh, it's a feeling that you get yeah. when you see something that entices you and it draws you to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't just be like, oh, she's a star because of this, this, and this. Obviously, yes, you, you can't say that. And that's the point of like marketing and development and, and research and, and that good stuff. But I'm just saying, like, in general, when I see Charlotte, because I know her as a wrestler, I see her as a good wrestler and stuff like that. She's not a great actress. She's not a great you know, person yeah, behind the her? mic. Has she been on a movie? I want to say she was in like the Marine Twenty. <laughs> well, Becky, Becky was in one of those. I'll oh yeah, yeah, Charlotte yeah. in there. Hey, yeah, yeah, Becky was in, in the Marine. Go ahead, and, go ahead and get off the show for the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say Charlotte needs to be involved in something more of uh, more a uh, physical of some sort. Something. I mean, as much as you know, I'm sure a bunch of people would take this, might take this the wrong way and get offended with this comparison. But I mean, Nikki Bella doing Dancing with the Stars raised her profile yeah and that's something that's more physical and athletic and i mean that that's that's another name another name out there those bella twins you know love them or hate them there are people that knew them outside of wrestling just from the reality show mm-hmm. and from dancing with the stars yeah you know, there's, and, there's and, a lot of grandmas out there now that know who nikki bella is and charlotte did um she did the body episode um the body print oh, the body me, issue body yeah. issue print yeah, ESPN. on espn yeah. right. Uh, which means there's a relationship there. Yeah. Maybe we see more from ESPN and other aspects, but ESPN does not make stars, if you ask me. Um, no, they have a narrative and they push that. That's why it, ESPN sucks. Yeah, but it does create an outlet for those super sports head. But that's still. But only... it's, again, you're still speaking exactly. to a niche. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. But that's still just an obstacle to get over. You have to get those mom and pops. You know, those relatives of ours that you, we really don't want to talk to when we end up seeing, but they, all they want to do is talk about wrestling because they know one person. We need, we, we need this person to reach that. So I do firmly agree that stars are something that happens with luck, just like people going viral and stuff like that. But I was just wondering what other curious ideas or uh, strategies would you give to maybe get shotted over the hump here? Well, well uh, the real question is, are we even sure that it has to be shotted? I mean, I know that's that's that that's the thing that we're responding to, but I don't I, I I don't see it. I don't see Charlotte Flair transcending wrestling in a way that Becky Lynch can. I think uh, Becky okay. is is I don't I see I'll give them a tie and say they're both equally good wrestlers, but I think in general Becky's been better on the mic. Uh, she's literally carried that feud on her back uh, with her and Ronda Rousey. She made that shit hot on Twitter. So I just think and best, Becky, obviously, I don't want to say obviously, but she has a, a more endearing personality and a more endearing story. And a than, hunger. And a hunger said, and desire. Like she wants, she, she. Oh, everybody has the hunger. I mean, Charlotte's has an equally interesting story. As she's trying to step that. out of her father's shadow. I don't know about uh, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, no, but I think Sasha does have the hunger. And she because not- she's she's arguably being handcuffed by by shitty booking in WWE. Oh, BS. And, B- and she's still. She, you're telling me that her and Charlotte playing a hot potato with the women's title like for what was it six months? Um, was a good idea? I mean, Becky okay. got no opportunities at all, and look where she's at. That's a hunger that says, like, I'm gonna go get this, I'm gonna figure it out. That's the hunger that I think takes to be stars. I mean, you can get drafted on the Patriots, and you may never start behind Tom Brady, but you got to believe when he goes down for that one game. 
you got to arise. And then here comes Matt Castle, and you pay him a whole bunch of money just because of what he was able to do for one game. So when that opportunity comes, you got to be ready. You don't fold. Right. So that's why it's 50% luck. The biggest portion of it is luck because if they, if Drew Bledsoe didn't, you know, uh, end up the way he ended up, we may not have heard of Tom Brady yeah, in that and, capacity. And uh, so, yeah, so so to my point is, it's like you know, sometimes it's luck, but at at, at the same time, you got to be ready to go when your number's called. You know what I mean? You can't cry because you didn't get the opportunity. That's how I look at it. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not saying the shot should never got an opportunity. I'm just saying that sure the uh, she wasn't dealt the best hand to create the story. That she wanted to tell. Becky Lynch did. The New Day did. Kevin Owens does. They create the stories that they're telling. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt to a, it did, and then the, you can see that that's transitioned to where he wasn't telling his story anymore. And it grew stale. Um, the Hardy Boys got back to WWE by telling their story. So it's fifty percent luck. Uh, you know, part of it is is that it's you just. Gotta be in that right moment at the right time to make the right decision and capitalize on that right moment. And you, even when you have it, you may not. You know, it's it's we don't know. That, that's the thing. So we're talking about you know inventing stars and who, what does it take to get over this hump? It's not the the, the hill isn't the same height for everyone. No, and, and that's, it's not that's, it's not something you can manufacture. You right. can't just flip a switch. I mean, I go back to what what blew Becky. Becky was getting over, and Becky was cutting those promos and getting over on Twitter and doing great. But what put her over the top? It was Nia accidentally punching her in the face yeah, and getting that visual with the blood. That was that was the explosion where it's like now she's at the next level. It was that, yeah, right, but that and, moment and that just and that just as easily could have been her undoing if Nia had did caught her with that punch and knocked her out dead in the water. It would have been a totally right. different story. Luckily, she was able to eat that punch and capitalize on that moment. But that wasn't something they planned. It but, just but it was it was the punch and the subsequent oh she legit broke her nose and she's going to have to be, you know, down for a while and and then yeah. they worked that into an angle and so on. Yeah. So it wasn't I mean so but yes, it all came from that moment, that one singular moment. And that same moment happened to Liv Morgan well, she got kicked in the face and went over in a slump. And it was yeah. kind of like, well, oops, throw up the X. So it, it's luck. We don't know which way the coin's going to fall on, wh on what side it's going to fall on. And I do agree that you have to be at a constant state of uh, preparedness and readiness. But as far as Sasha goes, you know, way back when, where she was, you know, riding her highest, you also can't manufacture history. When uh, Sasha and, and Bailey had that Iron Man match, Iron Woman match, or whatever you want to call it, in NXT, that wasn't a historic mo moment because Michael Cole said it was. It was a historic moment because this is the match, this is the build that we wanted, leading to the match that we wanted. So it's, you can't, you know, you, history's going to go its own way, but you can't just create it and say it's special. Michael Cole does that. That's what makes it not special. How many times did he say this is the first time that we we're doing this thing for women, right. or especially around Evolution time or, uh, last year or, or two years ago? Or it's like, Jesus Christ, how many times are you going to tell me that Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling? We get it. Thankfully, we're past the point of all the firsts. I think all the firsts have been done now. First Hell in a Cell, first Royal Rumble, first WrestleMania main event. I think we're finally over that hurdle. But my God, yeah, they, they leaned way too heavy on that for too long. Too. Right, it becomes disingenuous, and now it's not historical. Now you're just, uh, you know, it just becomes a sham. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, too, that Sasha was involved in a bit of that manufactured history where a lot of the winning was taken out of the sales because it was just some guy saying this is important, that women are doing things. Um, so here's my thing I just want to say real quick, because we're showing on time, so I just wanted to hit our last topic before we hit my thing is the the whole Becky thing was was yes it was coincidental but when it happened she could have easily went online saying I don't like saw uh, I don't like Nye. she's dirty I'm out of action because of it she legit put her seeds in so many directions that that's where I think stars are made when you look at the adverse adversity in your eyes and you say this is what I'm going to do she took to social media because she couldn't be booked she wasn't able to go to work the next uh the match. 
But she made she made the documentary about her feelings. She opened up about that. She legit planted seeds everywhere. Sasha didn't do that. Sasha got mad because she didn't get, get booked the way she wanted to get booked. And she says, okay, I don't like this. She took the negative route about it. Went instead, there were possibly other possibilities she could have went about this. She could have legit said that I feel like I always don't, you know, get booked the way I want to be or however I want to be, and then give it a, a and then eventually be given an opportunity. Dana Brooke who has legit has not been booked good since forever. Even in her darkest time when her husband or boyfriend was passed, usually they try to give somebody a good rub. Then they didn't even give her nothing back then. Well, now I mean, she just com- she continued and continued and continued. And now she's in the Survivor Series match. I'm mean, excuse me, um, a Money in the Bank match. And I would have never guessed she would have been part of that crew, but she stayed humble. She talked about times where she wanted to quit in, in different shows. And she stayed with it. I just don't, I'm not going to give Sasha a pass here because she just is a star who's been given multiple opportunities, regardless if it's been good booking or not. As a star, you take what you are given and you make the best of it. And you know that you got your fans base riding with you. So no matter what happens with her, she's going to have support. That's why I feel like the way that she, the method she took now, currently, I'm not messing with it. I'm just really not. So, look, let's get into our last minute because we got five minutes. I knew there was something else we wanted to cover, but I can't remember what it was. So, what was it? Did we, co- uh, did we cover AEW real quick. Okay, since, go ahead. Since there's going to be a lot happening in the next week. Um, this this week, uh, word leaked out from a couple Hollywood sites that um, it looks like AEW and Turner is official. Turner's going to have their um, upfronts next week on Wednesday, I think. So everyone is expecting there will be the announcement for AEW to have their show in the fall on either TNT or TBS. So we should know in the very next few days, but it looks like it's real. They are getting TBS or TNT and will be as part of the Turner family. Uh, In other AEW news, the big elephant in the room is what is up with Double or Nothing and the pay-per-view or streaming aspect of it. It has turned up on uh, cable uh, systems and satellite systems for a purchase with a $50 price tag, surprisingly, which is turning a lot of people off. There's still no word on the streaming aspect of it, which is what I'm waiting on. But if it's $50 on pay-per-view... <laughs> That makes me really concerned. It's going to be $50 on whatever they're going to stream it on. And there was rumors going around this week. Uh, Dave Meltzer, of course, who everyone thinks is in their pocket, who seems to have a lot of info on this, was saying that he did not think it was going to be uh, carried on a fight TV, which I hope isn't the case because I have a lot of free credit on fight and I wouldn't have to pay for the show. So if they're not using fight, I'm not sure what they're using. But I think within the, I think next week, all the TV and streaming info will be out. So stay tuned. AEW Double or Nothing. We're going to know a lot in the next seven days. Um, so it's going to be on Time Warner? Is that the TV deal? That yeah, you're I mean, yeah, I mean, no, it's going to be on um, uh, the, the TV deal is going to be on TNT. Um, yeah, okay. Part of uh, Warner Media's what, uh, group. What, what channel is TNT on? Because I, I don't think it I depends on what that. you have. If you have Comcast or something, if you have Fios or something, yeah. if you have Charter or something else. I just do not know if I, I don't even, I don't know. But, but honestly, okay. TNT has an app, so they yeah, do that. Um, really, it puts about, them on. It puts it puts them on an even playing field with USA, as far as like you know, Raw and all that. As far as like, yeah, but to K- be fair K- though, K- TNT Turner actually produces sports, right? And they produce baseball. They produced. Uh, they had the AAF on when that was a thing. NBA, way back when. A lot of NBA and, and on TNT. Yeah, they've had the NBA forever. So yeah. I think Turner can produce their own sports as far as like the studio segments. Um, but. Yeah, that- that's the whole that's the whole mystery question that we're gonna be waiting to hear. What exactly is the deal they have? I, I can't I wait for like Ernie Johnson and Kenny Kenny the Jet Smith and Kevin Garnett to uh, break down AEW highlights. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what channel is Shaq and um is Shaq and Charles Barkley on? Uh it's on TNT. Oh <laughs> if we can get them talking about AEW, that would I swear to God, that would be the highlight of my life because if I can get if I can get Charles Barkley into a Kenny Omega super kick party shirt <laughs> or, or like a shack into like a Golden Lovers uh Kota Ibushi and Kenny shirt, then I'm definitely calling Fios and be like, hey, we need to talk. Oh my um, god. One other bit of news that that I, that I got an alert for. Um, if you have the WWE network app and you still have a uh, one of some older stuff, like a PlayStation 3. 
um, a 2016 Samsung TV, older Sony Blu-ray players, um, an Xbox 360. Uh, you have until May uh, 21st to do something else because the WWE Network app will no longer be uh, on those devices. Um, so if you have an older TV from Samsung or LG or uh, you know, or the older versions of Apple TV um, and so on, uh, there's a full list of WWE Network support, but you might want to get that done and upgrade your stuff uh, uh, and, you know, before uh, May 21st because there will be no more WWE app for you. Mm. Mm. Dropping the old devices. Oh, well. All right, yeah. well. Eh, not, my, not my problem. I'm all <laughs> up to date here. <laughs> gentlemen, yeah, but gentlemen. It's only been three years. I mean, if you just bought a Samsung TV in 2016 and you're saying now I won't be able to watch the network uh, via the app. That's that's, then, a, that's not like a GUI problem more than it, it, it being an app itself. But uh, well, true. But it may not be. Well, I mean, you know that that does happen. But yeah, I'm just saying, three years is not yeah. like a long time where you just invested thousands of dollars in a new TV and you bought the app, and now the app doesn't work in three years. And your TV works fine. That's, yeah, you're you're right. You're, that's you're that's kind of right. crazy. So I hope you know if you uh, Chromecast is a thing. So go ahead and make it work. But yeah. Yeah, but damn, it sucks for for the number of people that have that. I mean, if you still rocking an Xbox 360, then okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. I def- well, good I definitely for you. seen it. I definitely seen the 360 hooked up not too long ago somewhere. But hey, not my problem. <laughs> um, anywho, um, guys, our short episode is over. Um, we got. I know I want to hold you guys up. Uh, any closing remarks for tonight's show? Vince hates sneezing. When someone sneezes, <laughs> he yells at them and tells them to control himself. On a rare occasion, Vince sneezes, he angrily mutters to himself and loses focus for a few oh, minutes, that's, moments. That sounds ready. According to Paul Heyman on Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh. <laughs> that, is, that, that's, that is definitely true because I've heard that from multiple people over the years. Vince hates sneezing because it's something he cannot control. And Vince is a control freak. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, is, that is a – I'm positive that is true because I've heard that from plenty of people over the years. That's what I'll close with this week. I will vouch for the Vince sneezing rumors. All right. Um, well, Will, you got anything else? No, nah, I guess we see where the hell this wild card thing goes, and then we see what the heck is up with uh, AEW next week. I think there's gonna be a lot. I think there'll be a lot of news next week, so we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, look, that's it for us for the week. Um, stay tuned uh, next week as far as stuff. I got some stuff coming out this weekend, and um, you know, stay tuned to SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube, all that other good stuff, for all our latest content, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.